0: You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikenna Okeke and be blessed. We began to look last Sunday at the devil that was very, very bad. And we say God was what? Infinitely good. Very, very good. Okay. And we said man was what? Very, very naive. You know, very gullible. Okay, But on Wednesday, the Lord had us understand that when we talk about God and his goodness, and we also talk about the devil and his evilness, his badness, that we are not comparing capacity. We are comparing character. So when we say God is extremely good, and we say the devil is extremely bad, he does not put them on two equal sides. I don't know if someone is getting me. Well, if you get the the message on Wednesday, you understand what I'm trying to say. He doesn't put them on two equal sides. God's character is good, but his power is omnipotent. The psalmist said, once hast thou spoken, twice have I heard that word. Power belongs to God. Now, the devil is bad, but his badness and the extremity of his badness is only that he can do good. Now, whether he has power to overturn God's goodness, he doesn't have it. Praise the Lord. He only operates in allowed spaces. Praise the Lord. He takes permission to operate. If he's not given permission, he cannot operate. That's how much he is. We learn that God is creator. The devil is creature. Praise the Lord. God is the creator, the almighty. The devil is a creature, one of God's creations. So, because we learn some of those things, if understanding is not complete, one can live thinking, oh, you know, let me decide which one to fear. No, you, if you come to this God, if you know this God, then the devil really should not factor in your considerations. Because God is so much, much bigger. In fact, God is so much bigger and greater, you know, so far greater than the devil, that the devil's badness, God takes it and it works for good. Praise the Lord. That's how far it is. So we learn these things to understand how we operate. It's not, you know, a measure because in some places, you know, the people are actually thinking the devil is this. No, no. God and the devil, they can't even play in the same match. Praise the Lord. That's how much bigger our God is. Praise the Lord. So can we just tell him, Father, we exalt you. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are omnipresent. And all of that, only you is. Only you are sovereign. Only you. Only God has all power. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. Amen. So this morning, we're going to continue a bit from what we began to learn. And we see a few things and um, we we learn it so that we can apply it to our lives. Now, one of the things we're going to learn today is that the devil is a liar. Praise the Lord. How many of us have said the devil is a liar? I've heard that statement. The devil is a liar. You see, that statement is a cliche now. But the truth of that statement, you must fully comprehend it. And God will help us to comprehend it. Amen. The devil is a liar. He is a liar. The Bible tells us in John chapter 8, 44 to 45. It says when he lies, it says he lies from his resource. I like the way, when, um, the, the way I think NLT put it he says it is consistent with his character when he lies it is what so the devil's lying is consistency praise god this is what he does it's good we are introducing that okay and now on the other side god is what light our lord jesus christ says i'm the way i'm the truth and what and the life okay he says to us if you Follow me, you believe in me, you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And the truth will do what? Set you free. Why is this very important? Very important. Because everybody seated here, your experience, my experience, or what we may call your reality, is a function of the interplay of the truth of God's word you believe and also the lies of the devil you believe. What you're experiencing now in your life, what is reality to you, is a function of how much of God's truth you believe and how much of the devil's lies you believe. That's what everybody's living in. Now, it may not be explainable in physical, but that's the real person you are. Have you seen somebody who who you are looking at and the person has no reason to worry? But the person is terribly worried. Have you seen such a person? Has it happened to you sometimes you're worrying, Then when you really think about it, you see there's no reason to worry. You know what is happening? At those moments, you're living a reality that is based on the devil's lies. And that's the world where we are. Now, the truth is this. Everything in this world, in a sense, is a lie. Because it's vapor. It will pass away. It's not solid. That's why when we sang that song, you are everything and everything is yours. That's simply what it is. Everything that is not God is not. Do you get it? What you see, some things will call solid. Some things will say, I I want something tangible. You see, I want God to bless me indeed. I want to handle something. I want to, you know, I want uh, this thing now. I'm tired of this thing in the sky. I want something solid, solid. The truth is this. The only solid thing in this world is Jehovah. You know why? Because the Bible says the world we live in is going to melt away. When it melts away, God will still be. Praise the Lord. God will still be. One of the experiences I always, you know, just have from time to time. And I wonder, sometimes... You just can't wait to get a good, night's nice rest. How many of us, you know, you work hard. You just can't wait to get a good, night's nice rest. Then it's surprising in the morning. You can't just wait to jump up. Am I right? Everything in our world as it is, is supposed to be transitory. It's just coming and going. It's just coming and going. There's nothing that you're to hold on to. Nothing. Nothing. Everything. That's the way it is. Now, I want to bring you, this is a background, I want to bring you to a story. We're going to come back to that, An account in the scripture. Come with me to Judges chapter 6. Okay. Judges 6 from verse 1, NLT, please. Okay, let's read. Let's read together, everybody. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Marauders from Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east would attack Israel. Okay. Camping in the land and destroying crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. These enemy holds coming with their livestock and tents, were as thick as locust. They arrived on droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, This is what the Lord the God of Israel said, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Oprah which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezan. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianite. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Reading, they say, the Lord brought us up out of Egypt. But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. And I am the least in my entire family. 16. The Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. May may the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. We will stop here for today. We have an account here of a nation being afflicted by their enemies. Under terrible oppression. the, The part that caught me here was that these invaders... They will come with their tents. They will come with their families and settle. So what it was, was that they come and they harvest Israel. You know, it's one thing for raiders to come and raid. You know, maybe two, three days and go. But here the Bible said, they will come with their tents. They will camp. Verse 4 says, they will camp in the land. They will stay there. These enemy holds, verse 5 says, coming with their livestock and tents were as thick as locusts. They stayed until the land was stripped bare. This was the extent of the oppression. Praise God. This was the situation Israel was in. But notice the first thing the Bible tells us here, verse one says, "Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight." So the Lord did what? Handed them over. Every time God's people are being oppressed, is a question of who has offended. Who has stepped out? Because the enemy can never have power to over or to rule or to lord it over God's people. It's impossible. But that's not what we're looking at today. Praise the Lord. The Bible says this enemies will stay and take everything, empty out everything in Israel until everything is over. On they will go. And the Bible said the children of Israel were starving. They were impoverished because of this attack. It was in the midst of this environment that the angel came to Gideon in verse 11 and said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. And Gideon said, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Where are all his miracles? So he's saying, why is our reality not looking like what they told us? Praise the Lord. But remember, a few verses before, the Lord has sent a prophet telling them, this is why you're the way you are. You have turned from the God who delivered you from the Egyptians and gave you the land of the Amorites and settled you in there. This God said you will not worship any other God, only him. So they were experiencing what they chose. Praise the Lord. But that's still not our lesson today. That's still not where we're going in this story. The conversation went on, verse 14, the Lord turned to him and said to him, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? This is where I'm going. Gideon answered, Oh my Lord. That's 15 now. How can I save Israel? Hmm. Indeed, what? My clan is what? The weakest in Manasseh. And I'm the least in my father's house. This is where I want to take from. Let's go back to this story. The Bible said in verse 11, let's take it from the um, NLT. It said the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah. NLT. The angel of the Lord, where did he sit? Beneath the great tree. For the Bible to cause a tree great, it must be a landmark. Isn't it? Great tree, an asset. Who owned this tree? He said, Which belonged to Joash? He didn't even say a great tree. Possibly might be a, the tree that was the most remarkable in Israel. But let's leave that. He said, This tree belonged to who? Joash of the clan of Abiazah. Who is Joash? Joash is the father of Gideon. Are you following the story? Joash is the father of Gideon. So his father had this great tree, had this popularity in Israel. And then they said, Josh was threshing wheat. We learned that these enemies so afflicted Israel that they didn't even have anything to eat. Okay? So Gideon was threshing wheat in the wine press that he and his father owned. Follow me. And then this man, God says to him, you're going to deliver Israel. He said, I, first of all, his father's house is what? The least. Is there any concurrence from scripture that backs up that statement? Have you seen it anywhere? The second thing he said, he said, he himself is the least in his father's house. People of God. This was a complete lie. But you know what? That's where Gideon was living, that was his reality. You know, I, I can actually stop this sermon now. God said, and you know God's word is what? Truth. Thy word is what? Forever settled in heaven. God said, Gideon, I created you. A mighty what? Man of valor. That's what he was. That's what, who he is. But Gideon had believed that his father was the least. He had believed that in his father's house he was the least. But see as the story unfolds to further confirm. When the angel gave him this message, Gideon said to the angel, Please wait, let me go and bring something to offer to you. Gideon went to his house on his own and brought one full goat. How many of us here can bring one goat tomorrow? Do you understand what I'm saying? He brought one full goat, took a basket of flour, and kneaded it, and made bread without yeast. <laughs> this same Gideon that is the least. I want you to see lie. Because somebody came to church today, having, living in a reality that the devil has created for you. And you can so defend it, but the truth is so contrary to it. Is someone hearing me this morning, Gideon went home single-handedly, he didn't call the community, and brought out one goat. In an environment, they say they were starving, in an environment where these people will invade and stay until there was nothing left. Brought one goat, to, had enough flour to make a basket, basket of bread, and brought it back. Now, let me just jump a bit. When God said to him, go and destroy your father's altar to bow. that altar the father had to bow was the altar that the community used to worship Baal. Is that the list of the community? To destroy that altar, in one night, Gideon commanded ten of his servants to go with him. That means not his employees. How many of us have ten household servants? God appeared to him in in the night said, go and destroy your father's altar. And the Bible says he took ten of his Gideons in the night. It meant that this time he accommodated them. Not to talk of those who were coming from their houses to work. All these were what Gideon had. But he was living in his mind with what the devil told him. Your father is the least. And in this your father's house, you're the least. The Bible didn't even tell us he's the last son. Who, possibly Gideon was the first. They didn't give us all that detail. But we don't see anybody arising challenging Gideon's position in that house. People of God is a simple message abroad. The devil is a liar. Hmm? And interestingly, what makes him so effective is that he's a liar. You're going to get that. John 8, 44. Okay. it says, part B says, he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. He said, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of 45, 46. Jesus says here, yeah. but what? Because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can I tell you something, church? It's easier to believe a lie. This is warfare. This is warfare. This is what 2 Corinthians tells us. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Gideon had been anointed. He was the only one. If you look at that conversation, when the angel, the first statement the angel, made, is the mighty man of all, the Lord is with you. You know what he answered? If the Lord be with us. The Lord was not with Israel because the bulk of Israel had forsaken the Lord. But Gideon was righteous in his heart. You see, lies are so strong that you can live your whole life and die in a lie. Somebody say, Lord, deliver me. And because man is so naive and so gullible, we have an affinity for lies. I asked my brother, I said, if two people came to you with a business proposal, do you know that the one telling the truth, you will most likely not follow him? Because the one telling you the truth will tell you that, ah, if we import this thing, they, you know, the roads are bad, or containers fall at our papa, or, you know, something could happen, or, but, you know, we'll pray that. The one telling the lie will say, this container, if he wants to fall into a somersault. Because he's not even going to order the container. He's chopping the money the moment you bring it. You see, lying leaves you with no responsibility. You need to have no foundation for lies. And the human mind, because of our callability, always embraces and runs to, Kideon, why are you the least? Please, tell me from the text. You have ten servants. At least you're number 11, if it's only them. Praise God. The altar of Baal he destroyed was his father's own, owned by the father, but served the entire community. So his father was not the least. If anything, he was the leader. But this man was convinced by the devil. We said a few weeks back that for every sin a man commits, he has been deceived. For every time you disobey God, you're under deception. If you actually knew what God said about you, what God planned for you, what God has written concerning you, you would do God's will 100%. But because the enemy so persuades us, so convinces us, and you see, the thing about someone, I've told us, the thing about someone who is a liar is that, you know, the problem many of us have is that we are not liars, we just lie. So we are inexperienced. Do you understand? We mix truth with lie. You know, depending on, you know, some people here, maybe their own is 95% truth, 5% lie. You have issues. Some people, as you graduate, it becomes more difficult. That's why a 409 person can be in Okokumaiko and claim he's the president of Nigeria. Eh? Somebody in Nigeria sold an airport in 1992, sold Motala Mohamed International Airport to an investor in Brazil. We've not gotten investors to invest in our property. <laughs> I want you to get what we are talking about. You see, the power of lie. Imagine somebody meets you now. Who knows your name? Tells the oh, elder child, "I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you." Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh wonderful! Wonderful! I have this for you. I have this for you, and it's all a lie. Okay? And then he says, "After service, will go." What will begin to happen now? You can't wait for service to be over. When service is over, he says, let's go. He said, meanwhile, as we are going, please, can we pass? I need to see so-so. Won't you go with him? The problem is this. When the enemy speaks to us, we imagine that there will be some truth in it. But this morning, I want you to get something and get it clear. He has no capacity for truth. And that makes him more dangerous. You know, some of these stories, I pray that the people who he concerns won't hear. I know somebody, let me say this one. Who in his secondary school, was such a liar that he lied to the extent that he became the biggest guy in school. You know why? He would borrow shirt from you, borrow trousers from you, borrow shoe from four, three different people, and wait, and then tell people who know those people, that those people borrowed it from him. He told the people that his mother owned boutiques in all the high streets in America. The mother was living in some village. Do you understand? You see, you can't tell that kind of lie. If you borrow and lie half, you say, where is your mother? You say, your mother is in Nkano. Now, they will know that if your mother is in Nkano, you can't you know, afford all this you know, whole attire you're wearing. But this guy would lie from every angle and carried it for a long time. And he was older. <laughs> he was older than most of the people. So he used the lie and created a complete new world people of God that's what the devil does there's nothing he says that is truth and because he has no responsibility he has no obligation to truth he has no conscience praise the Lord you see our Lord Jesus Christ said because I tell you the truth you don't believe me why would we not it should have been because I tell you the truth you believe me why why is that so why don't we love truth Why don't we embrace truth? Why? I don't know. Praise God. I don't know. But you see, this is what the Lord said, I should come and share. He said many of us have lived in a reality on complete lie. You have something, you know, it is you here, it is you there. And then you tune in your station to the devil. The devil said, okay, it's the symptoms of cancer. You Google, yes? Or you even can see a doctor. Or sometimes you don't even call anybody. You just open the newspaper. They say this thing is now the second highest killer before HIV. The devil knows where you are. He's packaging everything to bring fear, to bring terror. All of that is to take you away from fulfilling the purpose God has for your life. And because we buy into it. Now, now, let me leave that and say something here. You know the word believe? Believe is a powerful word. Believe. Let me say believe. How do we get born again? We believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That same word believe is equal to the word accept. To believe is to accept. To accept is to receive, right? To receive is to obey also. Whatever you believe, you obey. Many of us say we believe God, but we really don't because we don't obey God. But let's leave that for another day. Whatever you believe, you obey. If I wrote you a check now, and I wrote you a check for... 100 billion naira. Hmm? You now, nah, as you know me, see, he's already laughing. He will not go to the bank tomorrow. He won't go to the bank. You know why? But if I wrote him a check, say maybe for 1 million naira, first thing in the money is in the bank. You know why? He believes I can give him 1 million naira. The word believe changes your world. Believe, accept, receive, obey, trust, love. If I gave you the 1 million, how will your love for me change? It will multiply 1 million times. All those words mean the same thing. Now, you know the power behind them is that they are where you live in. That's why the Bible says, the just shall live by faith. You don't live in what is happening. You live in what you have believed. So if the devil succeeds to make you believe anything, that's where you live. A few people have come to tell me, say, Pastor, I think I'm suffering from near success syndrome. I immediately rebuke them. They've stopped coming. Maybe they've... You see, you, what, what do you mean by near success? All these things that people teach and they used to collect money from people, then you and bring special offering so that they can break near success. How many near successes did Joseph have? Near success means that when it's your time... No, he said God makes all things what? Beautiful in his time. The one that is for you will come. The Bible says you have need of endurance. You have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, what will happen? You inherit the promise. It's not every door that is your door. So if it closes, bless the Lord. It's direction. It's direction. But the devil creates all kinds of things. The truth also is that even this Nigeria equation, as terrible as Nigeria is, do you know we are believing a lie? Do you know it's not really that bad? Nigeria is not really that bad as we believe. And because your believing is that bad, you're living in a terrible Nigeria. Making no excuse for the people who are doing things wrong. They'll answer for themselves. But you see, the way we mention kidnappers, many of us have never seen and will never see in the name of Jesus. But you wake up in the morning as if they kidnapped you yesterday and released you. Because the devil magnifies everything that is evil. How many of us watch cowboy movies? They don't do it again. But you remember those cowboys. In America, there was a season in America where... If people went to, you know, the um, salons then, somebody comes in and looks at everybody. If you smile at another person's wife or girlfriend, they start shooting. At the end of the day, only one person will be standing, standing like this. Didn't you see those? It's reality now. It was called wild, wild west. There was no law, no order. It was who could shoot better. Do you understand what i Societies have gone through things. understanding. Nigeria is not finished. Amen. Nigeria is not finished. Praise the Lord. No, Nigeria is not finished. Our God is still in control. Praise the Lord. Our God is still in control. But the lie of the devil will take everything. You know, and even common knowledge says, they say bad news sells. You know, this Abuja Kaduna Road, as terrible as the news about it is, do you know the percentage of people who travel on it safely? It will be almost 99.9.9999%. But the liar, the devil, will magnify the 0.001%. And then you live in it. You can't move. You can't do anything. People, believe is powerful. Believe is to accept. If the devil says something to you and you believe it, you have said, I approve. Without it, he has no power. Second Corinthians 10 verse 4. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But the mighty word through God to what? Pulling down of strongholds. You know what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a lie you have believed. Everything the devil says is vapor. But when you believe it, it becomes solid. Do you know that many of us are quarreling with people now because we have believed a lie? They say, Do you know why he didn't return your call? Do you know why he didn't? Then they'll tell you something. You say, eh. So I called him and he saw my call and didn't return. Meanwhile, MTN, between MTN and glow, that quarreling, when your call came, it never got to the person. You believe that the next time he or she calls you, you also answer. Cold war has started, though. Meanwhile, there is nothing tangible happening. But that is where you have found yourself. Why? Because the devil has sold it to you. And you believe it, it becomes a stronghold. People of God, going back to Gideon. Gideon said to the angel of the Lord, he said, no, I can't, I can't. My father's house is the least. For many of us here, we say, ah, God, you can't use me. I'm a Nigerian. Oh, God, you can't use me. I'm too small in the office. Who told you that? Whose mail did you read? Whose letter did you accept? You've come to church this morning to know that everything, there's some song I was listening to, the the singer said, he said, everything the devil tells me I am, I tell him I'm not. Everything the devil tells me I'm not, I tell him I am. You know why? Because he's a liar. Everything he says, take the opposite. And someone might say, but sometimes he has facts. No. Those facts are things that people have received and accepted and have clenched to. But as you believe the truth, God begins to use you to tear down those philosophies. Let's look at the, the 2 Corinthians 10, please. Let's deal with it. 2 Corinthians 10, 4. Okay. He says the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. Mighty are they, true God. To pull down strongholds, yes, go to five. What else do they do? They cast down arguments. Take this word, arguments. What are arguments? Something comes up in your mind. before. You see, maybe at the beginning of the year, maybe sometime. You know, they told you in your office or, you know, something just came up to you. You know, God is going to use you to change this country. You believe it. Then after some time, something will tell you. So you think, eh, God didn't use um, Labajad. He didn't use Okorafon. He didn't use uh, a <laughs> John, an argument rises. Who do you think you are? He said it's argument. Casting down arguments. Now what do you do with what you're learning? When those arguments rise, ask yourself, Who is speaking? Who is speaking? If the devil is the one speaking, know that it is consistent with his character to lie. And somebody might say, but but Pastor, some of these things are real. That's where I started from. You live in what you have believed. Even medicine, placebo effect. They found out that if you believe something. (laughs) I was watching a documentary recently. You know, this will help us so that we just trust God. They said many drugs, the former chairman of Pfizer was leading an FBI team to somewhere in Peru to break through and break open into false, um, fake drug manufacturing companies. And they were saying in the documentary that many drugs in Europe, they didn't mention Nigeria, they said in U.S. and in Canada and in London, in the U.K., are fake. You see, if the ones in U.K. and U.S., (laughs) it's good you're laughing. I was, when they say many are fake, I was waiting to hear in Nigeria When they say you, I said, okay. <laughs> Conclusion of the matter. But you see, the doctor prescribes it. You see the foil. You see the packaging. They wrote some things that you can't read. As you're just taking it, you I'm receiving my healing. Ah. The doctor said, if I take this drug, what will happen? I'll be healed. No, 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 no. Do you know if you take God's word like that and say the word when I went to church, the pastor prayed before the service that if I came with sickness, I'll not go with. Do you know you'll also go with healing? But because Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you will not believe. Why is it easy to believe lie? To accept lie, there is assistance. Is a dead fish. How does it move in the water? It moves effortlessly. It flows with the tide. Truth needs to be embraced. Truth needs to struggle to hold on to. But you see, lie, you make no effort. So argument, it will rise up. But the warfare is challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Ask yourself, why is this not possible? Doesn't the Bible say, for with God, what? All things are what? Possible. All things. All things. The next one says what? Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. I like this one because this is where it comes in to say, ah, this is Nigeria now. You can't enter that organization. Do you know somebody? Ah, last time that they employed, one million people applied. They only took ten people. Five of them in-laws to the MD. The other four, they were from the same village. The last one was, you know, a high thing. Now, I want to ask you. In whatever organization, whatever place that they've raised such a standard to threaten you, is anybody there higher than God? I've told you here many years ago, when I was still doing business, I went to FCD, you know, to meet a director who, who gave me some jobs, who normally gives me jobs. While I was in his office, one man, as they opened the door for me to go in, one man just quickly entered with me. And the director, in shock, said, yes, can I help you? He stood in front of me and said, I want job. I was expecting him to walk the man out. But you see, the man said, He said, I want job. He said, well, because that's what they do. You know, they just I'll supply different thing. He said, I want job. The man looked at him. He said, okay. You know, I thought it was a job. He said, okay, where's your card? The man doesn't have card. But do you know what I realized? He was a malam. These malams go to all kinds of places, okay? And they do some things. I tell them, anywhere you go, they'll do whatever you do. That thing has no power. But you know what? They believe it. When they believe it, it becomes their reality. Any person here who is not actively believing God is shortchanging himself. The song says, To they that believe on the Lord, he gave them power to become sons of God. Isn't it? When you believe God, you will operate like his son. You will have audacity of faith. It's as simple as that. Because you will believe God is for you. How many of us have been in power here? Let me see if you understand. You know, how many of us have had, you know, your father, your uncle was governor or president or something like that? Have you been in power? Let me tell you how it operates. When I was very much younger, my uncle was a governor. The way I drove on the streets of Enugudene, that's if I'm driving, I would take two lanes. Because, you see, if I look for your trouble, you pursue me. I drive to government house. They know my car. If anything, do you understand? You see, I'm trying to help you get the mentality when you really believe something. You can't say you believe God and say which is pursuing you. Who born witch? No, now, not this God. Say, uh, Pastor, I, I want to go to my village, uh, uh, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Local witches. They haven't even traveled. You understand, they have not even <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Uh, you, you're a child of God. You're a child of God. I hear him. You're a daughter of Zion. Don't accept that thing, the enemy is saying. You amount to nothing. You see, you have to just remain. people will continue to have mercy on you. Okay, maybe as you go to church today just wait and do after service, beg three people, you will get one one thousand. Why can't you believe God that a wonder will happen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? God opens the windows of heaven. He pours down blessings. He's the mighty God. There's nothing impossible with him. Nothing. But the devil will tell you everything is impossible with him. The one you believe, that's where you pack packing. That's what you accept. That's another word for belief is approve. This forms the background for those who refuse to make what they call negative confessions. With understanding, it's true. So, you know, for such people, they don't say, I'm sick. With understanding it's true, but not if you're doing it religiously. We don't because you see, you can't be sick. Say, for with his stripes, when were you here? With his stripes, you were healed. Before the sickness came, there was healing. So when you believe that if something comes, then it's not sickness. You say this is an experience. That's what Jesus answered. He said, This sickness is not unto death. But for what? For the glory of God to be revealed. Your God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God did what? Prepared beforehand. With that understanding, whatever comes your way, you go to God and say, what is the plan, daddy? What do you want to show up here? What do you want to manifest here? They sack you from your job. He you say, what's the plan, daddy? Am I about to own the company? Not a wuchimo. What will I do? <laughs> no. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. He directs his path. So as you're walking with him, something that is unpleasurable happens to you. You don't start crying. You lift up your eyes. You lift up your eyes. The Bible said the prophet Elijah, he was at the brook and the water dried up. The raven stopped coming. Did he say I was finished? They were moving him from wilderness to home, to accommodation. But if he didn't believe God, the moment before the water completely dried up. Did I say this thing is not working? Ahab, I repent, making no excuses. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wherever you are now, you can turn your situation around. If you say to the devil, get deep behind me, Satan. The Bible says, submit to what you do to the devil. But if you accept the devil invariably, like the song we sang, my mind is made up, saying, I'm full of the Spirit. If you accept the devil, then you have resisted the Spirit of God. And nothing can work again. And remember, at the beginning, the Bible says, God gave you and I what? Dominion. Dominion over the earth. They look at you. What do you see? Something happens. They say, what is your comment? You analyze it and say, ah, I believe it too. They say, that's what he has chosen. You look at it and analyze it. It's not the word of God. As we look at this thing, please, let me tell you, the devil is not something that is shaking and coming on. The devil is on television. The devil comes from the mouth of a professor. The devil comes from the analysis. The devil comes from the embassies. Remember those days where embassies would give advice. Don't go to church. Don't go to the market. Don't go anywhere because they've heard that there's going to be an attack. How many of us used to see those things? It's the devil that is speaking. They are not bad do you understand? But you see, the Bible says the whole world, we learned last Sunday, lies under the sway of the evil one. So the normal news that you hear from the world is a lie. The normal news you hear from the world. In fact, everything the world a lie at different degrees. Everything the world throws to you is not true. Anything that is not exactly the word of God is not true. It's not true. Measurement for fulfillment. Who is a made man? American Dream. The top 10 entrepreneurs in Nigeria. The youngest. How many of us know the youngest? One of the young ones that they realized was a 409 man. His classmates would have been killing themselves. But because Forbes has called him made, you kill yourself. Who is Forbes? All those people are businesses. So do you know that? CNN is someone's business. BBC, they have interest. Every news you hear Somebody is at the back trying to achieve something. That's why every program has a director. You know what the director is directing? It's directing you to the conclusion they want you to have. That's why you must become fanatical about the word of God. You must take the word of God and shut your ear. They say this is now the way. Ask them, show me from scripture. Don't say, ah, everybody, ah, I even heard it on CNN. Who is CNN. Ah, they even said it, my professor said, who is the professor? The professor was once a baby that was putting on himself. But the word of God does what? Abides forever. Wisdom is that you and I align with the word. And like we learned last Sunday, this devil is, is experiencing what he's doing. He's very experienced. No, no, no. You can't use the wisdom of man to challenge him. The only thing that you can throw against him is God's word. So as we round up, you know, with the little time we have, Gideon said, my father's house is the least. You and I can see from scripture. It's a lie. But he so believed it that he was threshing with in a wine press. Wine press is supposed to be the lowest place. That's where he was hiding. But this man was de- designed for the deliverance of Israel. I want you to ask yourself, could it be on the one Nigeria is waiting for? Could you be I'm the one the Father's church is waiting for? Could it be I'm the one my family is waiting for? Could it be I'm the one my siblings are waiting for? Could it be I'm the one this you know, nation is... You don't know. God said, you're a mighty man of valor. He said, who are you talking to? What did the Lord say to him? He says, I'll be with you. Is there any person here that the Lord is not with? From the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, he became Emmanuel, God, with us. After his death and resurrection, he's no longer God with us. It is the spirit of God indwelling us, God in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So what disqualifies you, sir? I can't speak. That's what Jeremiah said. Moses said, I'm a stammerer. But with a stammering tongue, he brought Israel out of Egypt. People of God, I've just come to tell you, the devil is a lie. And lies are powerful. I pity ladies. You know, I really pity ladies. And please, you must be in the spirit if you're a lady. Because you see, if a man who is a full liar, full-time liar, not 95%, the type that meets you that tells you you remind them of their late wife. That the wife died 19 years ago, that he got married at 19, and the wife is now 38. The wife died since that time. He has not even spoken to a woman. But seeing you now, he's seeing the wife. The ladies had to just do. Meanwhile, the guy has seven children. The wife went to the market. Do you understand? You see, lying is powerful because you can invent anything. And that's the thing about fake preachers, fake everything. You know, some people, I I listen to some preachers, the way they talk. They say, if you're not married, come for this program. Your wife and your husband that day. I'll be thinking. So everybody that comes, their wife and their husband will land that day in one program. You see, <laughs> may the Lord deliver us from liars. Praise the Lord. The man has to deny himself to make such a statement. You just know it's not possible now. But you see, liars don't think. They don't need anything to back it up. You're following somebody behind the car. And the person is answering your phone. Hey, I, I'm in Kaduna. I'm in a meeting. Can you call me back? You're behind the car. You tell the person I'm right behind, you, you say, oh, they've always told me there's somebody that looks like me that drives that type of car. I mean, Cardinal, the person you're following is not me. <laughs> you see, that's it. We don't know the capacity of the devil because he has no truth. We are used to dealing with people that have a bit of truth. But the devil has no truth, has no integrity. And another thing the Lord said, I should tell you, he said the devil's case is condemned already. He's doomed. So he's not working for improvement. The will say he's no longer dancing to earn money. He's looking for no recommendation. You see, when somebody has those two qualities, it's dangerous. Let me use my secondary school experience then also. In those days, you know, when we finish, you know, you're finishing from school, you finish your YAC or whatever that you did. There are two sets of people that finish. Those who finish and know they have, you know, likelihood of passing and coming back to this school to get their YX certificate. They become a bit more reckless because now you can do some things to them. But those ones who know they have to go and register in one apoqua Secondary School to redo the whole YX, those ones can slap principal. You see, they have failed. This school will not appear in their result. That's how the devil is. He has failed. So you look for trouble with such a person. He will bite you, not beat you. I want you to understand. So when people, you know, entertain the devil, the devil convinces you, do this. What's that? You know, what does he mean? No, he has nothing to lose. He has lost everything. He has lost. He don't want to be on his side. He's condemned. He's sure sure of his end. The only thing he's waiting for is the time. That's what the demon said. He said, have you come to, you know, condemn us before our time? We know we are condemned, but don't wait for us now. Let's try this man. Finish. May the Lord not find you. Amen. May the Lord not find you. In the name of Jesus. You come to church here. Please don't let the devil deceive you. What is money? What is man? What is boyfriend? What is man friend? What is that drink that you can't drop? The Bible said, do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation. But be few. Why argue with God? Jesus said, because I tell them the truth, they don't believe me. Last Sunday, I told us, every one of us will die. Do you know some people, death doesn't come to their mind. Meanwhile, you have relations that are dead. If you don't know anybody that died, at least Mugabe just died. (laughs) Eh? Praise God. Eh? People die. But you you never think, no, 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 it's just not your portion, not your portion. You, you just push it away. The devil doesn't want you to think about it because if you think about our Lord speaking to the nation of Israel in the trend, he Oh, that they will consider their letter end, that they will be wise. Anybody that considers their letter end will be wise. That's one thing you used to, you know, disarm the devil. When you tell him, okay, this thing you're saying, how will I end up? He doesn't like that conversation. That's why there was a club when I was growing up also. It was called, you know, let me not call the name of the club. But the motto of this club is, let's believe That is, let's just be enjoying. After enjoying, we will know what to do tomorrow. Most of them are dead. Do you understand? They say, we don't want to think, let's just be enjoying. Abba, don't tell us tomorrow. It's a lie of the devil. A man wakes up like this. You're a man. He say, I'm a woman. That's how they came back to me. Shut up. How did they give birth to you? We're looking at you. Everything that designs a man is in you. The thing is even showing. You say, I'm a woman. man. That's how I was born. How can you be saying that's why you were born? We can see how you were born. Are you seeing what these lies are? I mean, it's crazy to think people buy into it. You're looking at yourself. You're a woman. Then you say you're a man. It's different every day you walk around and say, please, can I become a woman? Can I become a but you're a man. Don't tell us you were born like that. I mean, do you understand? You'll be wondering, am I seeing you want to turn your head whether you, you need to see better. But you see, those are extreme. But in the little things, you're a Christian here. Do you believe every word of God concerning you? Some believers read the word of God, and they think God can be serious about some things. Ah, God cannot be, want that level of perfection. But he says be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. Why do you want to start on a Christianity, you know, journey? And you don't want to take everything God says seriously. If someone, you know, tries to make you take it seriously. You say your own is too much. You say your own is a religion. Religion is good in the path of spirituality. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a battle we're in. Our Lord Jesus Christ said to you and I, He said, if our righteousness does not exceed that of the Pharisees. You know who the Pharisees were? Let me tell you who the Pharisees were the pharisees if you give them this your nice canvas if they don't have the one to pay tithe they will cut one tenth of it and convert it from canvas to sandals and offer the other one as tithe that's how how faithful they were to the law so that somebody will become a christian in this generation and think he can play around live double life and still claim christianity the devil has just you know created a world where you're living in it's not meant to be so praise god It's not meant to be so. This thing is supposed to be sweet. It's supposed to be doable. Mary solved a big problem for us. Mary, the mother of Jesus. If anything, you know, the Catholics and the things they do about it, the thing they should have honored her most about is that she solved the problem for us. You know the problem she solved? She solved the problem that with God, all things are possible. How can a woman who does not know a man bring forth a child? Is it possible? But may it prove to us that if you say to the Lord, be it unto me according to your word, whatever it is will become possible. Let's rise on our feet. Everything that you're going through now, can you go to the Lord and say to him, I make no excuses and I cast down every imagination. I pull down, I quench every argument. Today, Lord, I'm desiring, let it be unto me according to your word. Make that your cry. Make that your cry today. That today, today, no more will you live under the deception of the wicked one. No more will you think yourself the least when God says you're the mighty. No longer will you think yourself useless when God says I've anointed you. No more will you think yourself incapable of living the pure Christian life when God has said I've made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No more will you accept the lies of the devil and live in that world ask him today today not by might not by power people of god no mary said be it unto me according to your word let it be to me let it be to me from today everything your word says that's where i want to live in and whatever you did not say i received the grace i received the obedience to say no to it. I want to live in your world. I want my reality to match with the world you created for me. That's where I want to go to. And as we are making this prayer, somebody is here this morning. God sent you and the spirit of God is saying to you, you must be born again. It's a condition. Jesus, in, in, in the scripture we're looking at in John 8, be talking to God, please. In the scripture we're looking at in John 8, our Lord Jesus Christ said, but because I tell you the truth, He said you don't believe me. Now look at, look at the next verse then. He says, which of you, 47, Let, let's see 47, please. It says, he who is of God, he has God's word. There is a beginning that enables believing. There is a beginning is a beginning this statement is equal to the same statement that says unless a man be born again he cannot see so are you here today i want to beg you you can be born of god from today you can have the capacity you can have the natural ability to respond to god's word our lord jesus teaching us says my sheep they know me. They hear my voice. The voice of a stranger, they are not follow. That's what you need today. No more will the devil speak and you'll be confused. I will know your voice, but you must start it right. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Lord, here I am. Here I am. I want to surrender my life to you. Come, the rest of us. Let's change our world. Where, where are you living this morning when you came to church? Where did you come to church from? Did you come to church from where, you know, those, those days they minister to some young ladies. They said, the reason I'm doing prostitution is because uh, I need school fees. I'm the one taking care of my younger brother. It's a world they've accepted. It's a world they've moved into. On the day of judgment, the devil will dodge them. The devil himself will tell them, but these were your options. These were your options. But today today we deny the deceiver any more excuse nobody, nobody here nobody here will live here under that deception, that stronghold by the anointing of the Holy Ghost is broken off of you In the name of Jesus. Somebody that sees only do my head. The Bible says the path of the just is as the shining light. Listen to me, child of God. The God who has begun a good work in you is a faithful God. He's faithful to perform it. What God has started, he has a future. He has a future. Listen to me, child of God. Our God is Alpha and Omega. Let me tell you the implication. If God thought you were a bad project, he wouldn't even begin with you. But God has begun with you. He has finished you. He has finished. He has perfected his works in you. All you need to do is daily to say to him, let it be unto me according to your word. So we can pray. Today, today I run to you. I break myself loose. I break myself loose. No more shall the devil have control of my mind. It's a day of deliverance. No more. They called you all kinds of things. They said, This is impossible. They said, This is who you are. This is where you're coming from. Let me tell you something, people of God. The Bible says that he that is in Christ, if you don't like everything about your background, there is a solution. There is a name. There is a savior. There is a redeemer. The Bible says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature all things have passed away behold all things have become new are you here this morning they have told you this or maybe your experience yes that's what we learned your experience has shown this is what it is i keep struggling that struggle can stop today because light will come darkness will be dispersed all of a sudden you see who you are you will see your royalty you see you a king, you see God chose you. You see the delight of God is upon you. You see that the mercy of God is upon you. You hear his eternal plans. He says, I rejoice over them, I will joy over them with singing. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Nakeki of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Center Barnex X Expressway near Next Cash and Abuja. For telephone 09 290 or 0703 1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.